Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Colin, we have been on this, we've been recording for like a minute and a half now. We finally got this take down. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I already wasted my my original <laughs> statement earlier, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Um, we are going to uh, record two different podcasts on this session here. Uh, mm. We did the, do the basketball one first, and then football we will have out later on like Saturday or Sunday or something like that. But obviously the basketball one is our main focus right now. It's where we're, we want to put all of our energy at this moment because Colin, North Texas, for the first time since January 19th, has lost a game. Mm. Lose to Charlotte on the road, 55 to 49. Uh, we'll dive into the game and all the intricacies and stuff like that. Um, but big picture, it drops North Texas to 23 and 6 overall and 14 and 4 in conference play. Yeah. I believe that might clinch FAU's title. Uh, they play UTSA today, so uh, they, I'm sure they won. I mean, it was, but... it was clinched anyway. Yeah, it was the same. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that clinches the title for FAU. Congratulations to the Owls, the, the best team in the conference this year. Um, and on a night where not only FAU clinches the title, North Texas loses, UAB blows out Rice. I didn't even see the final. Oh yeah, let game. me let's look that game up real quick. Eighty-five to fifty-seven final. Jeez. It was fifty to thirteen at one point. So at least Charlotte made it respectable. <laughs> well, let's be honest, UAB just took the foot off the gas. That's all yeah, that was. Charlotte stopped playing, or UAB stopped playing. Yeah. So the top three—that's how the top three teams in the conference did. Uh, North Texas obviously falls, and I, I guess we've spent the last two weeks, I'd say, the last two or three podcasts, talking about how good this team has been since that loss to Rice. Like we were like, okay, they figured it out. They're making shots. It's all clicking. Yeah, you know, there, there's really, even though they barely beat UTSA and barely beat UTEP, like we can look past those because they blew out Charlotte. They beat U- UAB. Um, they beat La Tech convincingly. You know, they beat Rice their second time out. They they had a lot of convincing wins here. And it's not all gonna be, you know, shun, sunshine and flowers, but you we thought going into you these really last just messed games, that, that idiom up. Sunshine and rainbows, Bruni. Okay. Sunshine, Sorry. sunshine, <laughs> sunshine and rainbows. But we thought going into the last three games, Charlotte, Middle, and Western, we're like, if they can just beat Charlotte, it's their only game for like two weeks. Yeah. If they can just beat Charlotte, who they already blew out once, then you got middle and western at home with potentially a shot to win the conference, you know, a potential shot at an at-large bid, and you go from there. But now all of that's out the window, Colin. That large bid is gone, which I've said was probably going to be gone regardless, but it's definitely gone now. Conference title is gone, and now you go into these last two games with not a lot to play for except for tuning up for the tournament. So where are you at big picture right now before we get into the... I think in in the order of those two things, I think that the conference regular season championship was already out of reach regardless. I mean, Mm -hmm. the perfect storm would have to happen. And I think the thing that you would be playing for would be that at-large bid, which obviously was still, you know, far-fetched, but it was still possible. And obviously now that that's gone, uh, like you said, there's not much to play for. I mean, look, it's hard to ask for a team to go undefeated since Rice. 
because yeah. I mean, you even said it uh, earlier. I think it was uh, three games before this. I was like, "What's the, what are you like? What are the chances?" And you said, "I don't remember." It was like ten like, percent, yeah, like fifteen, twenty, something low. Regardless, yeah. we knew they were probably going to end up losing a game. It just sucks that the way they lost. Uh, I mean, five minutes in the first, or five points in the first ten minutes, I think, or eight, That's nine minutes. Regardless, it was long. just, it was yeah. just not. It was bad, and then to to go through a second stretch like that at the end of the game was equally as disappointing. And my concern going forward would be you cannot have this version of this team show up in the tournament because you will not win a game. You yeah. know, you show you show me the team team from eight games, this last eight game stretch. Great. This team will not win a game. And you have to make sure if you're the coaching staff that this does not happen again. Yeah, I mean you, you laid it out well. It's a um Charlotte, first of all, I believe was seven and nine in conference coming to this game. So it's not like this is a Charlotte team, albeit they are pretty high in Kim Palm. They were like 120th in Kim Palm. So, you know, it, it's a capable team, but a team it's a team you've already blown out once. Yeah. It's a team that's under 500 in conference. And it's a team that honestly should not be beating you if you are actually worthy of an at-large bid. And I know that sounds like harsh because everybody loses a game. Like every team in the country, is gonna, like Alabama gets blown out by Oklahoma on the road. Like, sure, losses happen, but – You've already used I said this before, you've used up your bad loss this year. Yeah. You used it up. Rice was it. And that's what made the, the the rice loss so frustrating for multiple reasons was that Rice is not a good team, as we know. And that I mean B it was at home, but then C, you had to be perfect the rest of the way. And that's why that rice loss was so frustrating. Everyone's like, Oh, just calm down, you know, they're they're gonna be fine. No, I won't calm down. Because that, that that rice loss cost them the season. It cost them their goals. It cost them their aspirations coming into the year. What are they? Make the tournament, win the conference championship. Like those are the goals coming into the year. It basically killed them both. Yeah. And so now we're coming after the Charlotte loss. And uh, like you said, we can dive into the game a little bit more uh, on a granular level. They have one of those games where they can't score the ball. We we know it was good. We knew it was going to happen. We knew it was too good to be true. Where we're like, damn, they're number one in the conference on off. Uh, number one in the conference on offense. They are shooting, you know, like thirty eight percent from two in conference. All this stuff. Well, they had one of those games where they shoot thirty nine percent from the field. They shoot three of thirteen from three. Um, they only get to line ten times. Like they just how many offense rebounds did they end up with? Us or them? Eight. They only ended up with eight offensive rebounds, 10 second chance points. Usually against Charlotte, I thought they would have more. So, and then Charlotte shoots 48%, you know, um, even though they only shot uh, 29% from three, they got a lot of twos on them. So it was one of those games where you don't have it clicking the way you want it to ha- click. And Tyler Perry is not able to bail you out like he did against UTEP yep. and UAB. So what do you want? Where do you want to go from here when talking about this game? Because I mean, at this point, let's, let's bring out. Let's, well, yeah, I mean, there's no point in talking "quote unquote" big picture because the big picture stuff's out the window. Yeah, the, we, yeah, we covered the big picture. We, stuff. we, we like, got that. We've we've covered that all season. I think going forward, we need to talk about well, concerns. So I'm gonna well, bring look, back look. a segment. Oh God. Okay, hold on. Time out. Time out. Before we okay. bring back a segment, pause the segment. Wow. You these asked last me. two games, like just the, let's get these out the way. The last two games here, Western and Middle. As long as they like, in theory, let's just hype, hype, hype. Let's just think this through. If they lose the middle and beat Western, right? Let's just say that that's what happens here, right? They end the year 15 and five in conference. Really, obviously great, really good season. I'm not gonna say great, really good season from this team. 15 and five, 
um, with whatever that would be a 24 and seven record. Really good season. I'm not going to say that's a bad season. Um, I'm not going to be panicked at this point because I feel like at this point, we know what this team is, regardless of what happens last two games. Now, if they lose both, then okay, we can come back. But if they split them, I think we know what this team is. Even if they win them both, we know what this team is. At its best, it can win the tournament. If But the, the problem is, is they're going to have to win three straight games against you know capable opponents, especially if it's UAB and then FAU as last two. And they're going to have to be playing much better offensively than they did against Charlotte. They're going to be pl- have to be playing a lot better than they did even against UTEP, against UTSA. I mean, you go down the list, they're going to have to be playing their best brand of basketball. And they're capable of winning it if that's the case, which can't be said about everybody. But like, there is a chance that they go against one of these good teams and they just fall flat like they did tonight. Yeah. Uh, so going, going into that segment coming back from years ago, something or nothing, Bruni. Oh, man, something I forgot about that. Something or nothing. Okay. Tyler Perry tonight, 3 of 11 from the field. Last couple games, uh, he ha- he hasn't been that great. I'm trying to look at his recent exact uh, well, things right against, now. So, against UTEP, he started 1 of 8, and he ended up you know, 4 of 12. 4 so of 12, like- 4 of 9, uh, and then the last time they played Charlotte, he was 4 of 6. So something or nothing, Tyler Perry's I – I don't know if struggles or other teams kind of figuring him out. I would even throw UAB in there because he got the line 10 times, which kind of that was when he went four fourteen from three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but so I mean he was good, but don't don't get me wrong, but he got the line a lot. I think it is something in this regard. I think it is something the fact that we saw this last year where the transition from Javion Hamlet to Tyler Perry is such a drastic change in the style of play of your lead guard that I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong, but Javion's, J, what Javion did late in games, in my opinion, was more repeatable. And that might be crazy because I know everyone's going to throw out the clutch stats of Tyler Perry, right? Like he's shooting like 80% in the last five minutes of games. Like he's incredible. Like I've never said anything bad about Tyler. We have raved about Tyler this entire year, entire season. But – there is something to be said about your lead guard, your best player, the guy who you're going to go to time in, time out, time in, time out, being a 5'9", five, 5'10", five, guard that, you know, doesn't really get to the free throw line a ton. Um, I mean, he has a the lowest free throw rate on the team. I'm looking at it besides Tyler Edie. Tyree Edie, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at this wrong. That's Kai Huntsbury has the lowest free throw rate. Jesus. Um, but regardless... <laughs> Regardless, like you're looking at a 5'10 guard here that you're asking to hit that crossover, step back, three. All right, does he make it? Yes, great. But like it's just different. And that's kind of what I don't want to say that's why they lost against La Tech last year in the tournament. But when they needed a bucket, La Tech's physicality and Kobe Williams, you know, was in them and all their physical guards were just in Tyler Perry last year. Yeah. And what what happened is that like the rest of the offense just went kaput. Like it was just over. I mean, Tyler Perry did three of 14 against La Tech last year in the tournament. And I, I that, that's my concern. And that was my concern last year. And it's, it's still my concern this year, even though he is a great, great player, he's going to win conference player of the year. It's just different. And so for that reason, I think it is something, even though it sounds crazy. No, I mean, I completely agree with you because nothing was happening in the game. And obviously, uh, Tyler got in some foul trouble to where it was limiting his minutes. Yes, that is true. Um, He's been picking up some fouls recently. If we look, three, three, two, three, three. 
Um, and then before that, it was zero zero four three three. Like it's it's, it's yeah up a little bit. But during that stretch where they only scored five points through the first half of the half, the you what what had to happen was Kai Hunsberry to do something. And when that happened, the offense started flowing a little bit more. You were all of a sudden, you know, you had uh, you had movement on offense, and we were like, okay, we're finally seeing something. I think Ruben uh, didn't hit. Did he hit his only shot during that stretch? Regardless, there was there was movement, and you and I were like, okay, now 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 they're they're doing something. They're they're yeah. they're doing Play something with some pace, right? Yeah, some but poison. then they figured that out too. Is in Charlotte, and it it makes you. It's just it's just hard when you think of a tournament setting. It's like if if a team can can neutralize the big shots by Tyler Perry, you have to rely on Kai Huntsberry to be. It's almost you, like you're. It's almost like what? It's almost like. You're you're like in boxing where like the fighter just has like a crazy haymaker punch. Like yeah. those Tyler Perry threes are almost like North Texas haymaker punch. Yeah. Like that that's if they don't have that, if that doesn't connect in some of these games, they have to be perfect defensively. Right. They have to make three like guys like like you said, Kai has to be really good. Like Aaron Scott, who I thought was really, really um effective tonight, five of seven from the field. But like you you turn to other guys here. And that's not anything crazy. I mean, that's very normal for a team's best player to have to be good. But Tyler Perry specifically, like it feels like his threes are the haymakers of this team. And that's, you know, it's it's great because he's a great shooter. But what's going to happen in these tournament settings when against UAB when Eric Gaines on, is on him? Yeah, maybe he doesn't have a great game. Yep. Yeah, because you can't have in the tournament, you can't have Kai Hunsberry shooting one of five from three. That can't happen. And as no, a team, you can't go three of thirteen from three because no, we've talked about time and time again. You got to be this team has to be thirty seven percent, thirty eight percent to be effective and at their best. And if you don't get that, you're then going back. If you don't get that from Kai, I should say, then you're then relying on guys like Aaron Scott, Abu, who aren't offensive, you know, juggernauts by any yeah. means. So um, another guy I wanted to point out too is uh, Ruben Jones. One of I, I think he did some good stuff on the defensive, and I t- we talked about this before the uh, yeah before the podcast. But offensively, same type of thing. One of five. If you're not going to have Jade Martinez, although he only played three minutes, if you're not going to have him on the floor and take shots, if you're not going to have Matthew Stone who's on the floor and obviously he's not going to take shots, or Tyree Eady take shots, Ruben, Kai, and Tyler have to take shots and make shots. And when all three of them aren't doing it combined, they were. Nine of twenty-nine. Good job. That was quick. That was pretty quick. Was I know you added impressive. that up. There's yeah, <laughs> nine of twenty-nine. 20. So they had they. That's under thirty percent, probably. That's like probably twenty-nine percent from the field. Um, no, you're right. And that's that was our whole thing coming to here is those three guards. You have those three, and if you know if they're clicking, you should have a team that can win the conference. And um, we had another night where we talked about it early in the season and it's come back a few times this year, mm-hmm. but where Tyree Eady zero points on zero shots in 19 minutes. Great. He had seven boards, only one turnover. Cool. But again, this team needs points. They need points. You can't like you just, you can't survive on guys go playing 19 minutes and not shooting the basketball. It just doesn't yeah. operate that way. I understand there's only, they play a very slow pace and there's not a ton of possessions, but it doesn't matter. Like zero shots, 19 minutes. Um, Matthew Stone, everyone's hero for, against UTEP. You know, we're we're getting uh who was it? 
on on Twitter, they put out the the apology form. Uh, did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw was, that? Uh, I forgot who it was, but yeah. Yeah, they put out the apology form. Be like, hey, sign this, Bruni. Sign this because you were wrong about Matthew Stone. He won. He helped win them that UTEP game, even though he was probably like the fourth most important player in that game. Um, sign it. And what I say, I said he's got to have more than one good game in conference play. That's true. And what happened when this team needed him? 14 minutes, zero points, zero of two shooting, one assist, zero rebounds. I mean, he's just he's a body. He's a cone. And so that that's where you you need guys. And I mean, like you said, I think Ruben deserves plenty of, of flack as well. I mean, there's just I understand it can be hard going against Charlotte, but you've already blown this team out. Yeah. Like I, I would think on in theory, these are the two slowest teams in the country. Like I think it would be difficult, but you've already blown them out. Like there's no reason for you to not have been ready for what Charlotte was going to do. So on a day where Tyler Perry, again, was taken out of his game, foul trouble, defense, whatever you want to call it, it falls on Kai and Ruben and these other guys to step up and they couldn't do it. Yeah. So we'll see. I will say Kai, kind of to my point about Javion, they tried posting Kai up a lot and it felt like Charlotte was kind of ready for that. Well, the thing with Kai, too, is he doesn't have the touch that Javion had around the rim, right? Oh, yeah, so no. when Kai turns around and hits that floater or, or even yeah. just, you know, gets into the paint normally, I'm not going, oh, yeah, this is going in. I'm going, it's a, it's a better shot than what he'll get normally, but I'm not going, oh, this will go in. So um, I think it's just a way for him to get other looks because right now, I mean, <laughs> I made a, what, what, what did I text you? I was like, this is their offense. Tyler, drive the elbow. <laughs> Pass to Kai. Kai, drive the elbow. Pass to Tyler. And it's back and forth, back and forth, back yeah. and forth until one of them shoots. And that possession, it was back and forth five or six times. And then a Tyler three that barely hit the front of the rim. So, I mean, if that's how you're going to have to get looks, that's how you're going to have to get looks. But you better hope you make them. So, yeah. Um, I don't have anything else here, I don't think. Uh, it, it was a disappointing loss. I don't know if I would call it a shocking loss because I like I said for them to go undefeated for the rest of the year I think that would have been surprising. Yeah. So for them to slip up a game doesn't surprise me. Like I said before, the Rice loss will frustrate me for a long time. This loss I don't want to say it was predictable, but it's a road game against a slow Charlotte team. Uh, and then Tyler gets in foul trouble when you lose the game. So, yeah. It kind of is what it is, but Middle and Western next. Um, you hope they can get both of them. I think middle will be a pretty tough game, actually. I mean, yeah. we know middle was probably the fourth best team in the conference at this point. Uh, and then Western, you take care of business against them and move on. So, like I said, what happens in those last two games, barring two losses, but even two losses, Colin, I don't know if it would make me, like, put me at a 10 on the panic meter. Like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make me go crazy. Um, uh, well, I mean, it's like, remember a couple I, years I just, ago. Exactly. Yeah. I think about that team and just well, how they lost to UAB twice. It's, it's the coaching staff, right? Like they know that they can go. I mean, like when Aaron Scott hit that big shot tonight, like you, you, we, we both kind of had the inkling, like, you know, they could do it. They could come back. It's there. I mean, the team DNA and culture is built around. They can overcome anything. The concern is, are they going to be able to execute that every single time? And I don't think mentally this team will ever be, not sharp it's the fact is are they going to hit their shots when they need to be hit when they need to be hit so yeah i mean if like you said if they somehow lose these last two games i'm not going to be not concerned but i'm not going to be saying 
they're going to somehow, you know, be awful in the tournament. Now, they can't play like they did tonight, like I said. But, you know, it is what it is. UAB is scaring me a little bit. Even though they were down to UTSA a couple, uh, like on Saturday, last Saturday. So, you know, maybe they're, they're not impenetrable per se. But beating them three times, if that is, the, in fact, the 2-3 matchup, which I believe it will be, um, I think all signs point to that. Yeah. If that is the 2-3 matchup in the semifinal, that is, that's going to be a game right there. Yeah, and I, I think I tell you this every time off, off air. It's hard to beat a team three times in a row. Yeah. It's really hard to beat a team three times in a row. So uh, we'll see. We're not there yet. But when we get there, uh, it's going <laughs> to be interesting. You know who the sixth seed right now is in Conference USA? Or no, well, okay, well, the sixth seed would play UAB. So the seventh seed, okay, well, the sixth seed is Rice. So I thought we were going to get Rice North Texas part three. Uh, but Rice will play UAB in the 3-6 if it all stays to form. There's still three games left for everybody pretty much. So um, it'd be FIU. FIU is and La Tech. FIU, La Tech, and Western all have 10 losses. So, yeah, I'm not really worried about those. Yeah. But, again, so we can kind of move on to, like, again, final four of FAU, probably middle, and then North Texas UAB and go from there. Yep. It sucks the, the automatic qualifier, uh, the uh, at-large bid is gone, but as is life um, on the bubble. I think everybody's dealing with that. I mean, North Carolina's over here losing and struggling, losing off the bubble. So that's just how it goes at this point. You got to win your games. And North Texas did not. So, um, all right. I will say if Tyler Perry has a bad last two games, he's not winning the conference player of the year. Oh, no, that's a gel. It'll be probably Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker dropped 32 against Rice tonight. Yep. And he Ken had Palm like, I think him, he had like Ken 20. Now has him number one in the, in, the, um, in the rankings, in their player of the year. Really? He scored 25-22, 25-32. Tyler Perry has to put up 20 in both the last two games, I think, to have a chance. And Jordan Walker has to probably take a little bit of a step back. Yeah. Or UAB probably has to lose game. I'm just saying. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We're not there yet. I'm kind of scared now. We'll see. All right. That's it. That's all we got for y'all today. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, we'll be back over the weekend with the second part of this. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, North Texas football, the schedule, schedule preview, expectations, all that good stuff, Colin. So stretch out. We'll take an intermission. All right. Mm. Um, and go from there. There's nothing. In that I thought I had water. I don't. Oh, you just have an empty oh, cup. A little bit. Hold on a little bit. You just have an empty cup laying around in your room. That just yep. shows the state of Khan's room. For no, now. it's I've been drink, using this cup all day. Chill out. Yeah. You need to drink more water then. I've, I've, this is my fourth <laughs> glass. I mean, it's not a lot of water when you really think about it, but I have had a lot of – I had a Red Bull. Cans in the trash, but I've had one. Good. Good. All right. Uh, we will talk to you all later. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave us a like, comment, and share it. Uh, with a friend. We appreciate y'all for joining us as always, and we'll talk to y'all later. Boom.